Hello, wonderful people of the world. You are listening to the Mighty Warriors podcast, a podcast dedicated to inspire and encourage you to experience a deeper intimacy with God and to be transformed by His Word in your everyday life. I'm your host, Colette Correa, and we are glad to have you join us as we dive into episode 30, following the dramatic events in Jacob's family. together again. I hope you have started your week well. If it didn't start well, it will be better from here. Listen, there is nothing like the Mighty Warriors podcast to inspire and encourage you. So keep listening in and you will start to feel lifted up. Today, we're going to talk about family And I'll give you the heads up to first listen to the episode before you let your kids listen. There are certain things related to marriage and certain topics that will be discussed that are for mature listeners. All of us were born in a family. This is what we all have in common. If you are listening to me, you are a human being and you were born into a family. And you know what? Not every family is the same. I know that you're agreeing. Some of us might say, oh, if you only knew my family, there is so much drama. Others would probably say, I'm grateful for my family, but it was tough with an absent father. Still, others might say, my family was great. My dad held the family together when mom abandoned us. Still, others might say, you know, I can't complain. Our family was good. But, you know, none of the siblings were ever close. We were divided and always in bad terms till this day. You know, there is no perfect family. And we will discover this today as we go through Jacob's story. Years ago, I had a friend who told me that he had 19 brothers and sisters. I was stunned. (laughs) With my mouth right open, I looked at him and said, what? And he said, yeah, my dad has two wives, so I have two moms. We briefly talked about how his life had been growing up, and for him, it was all normal. This was part of his culture and religion. After our discussion, I tried to imagine how I would feel if my dad had ever married a second wife, what the dynamics would have been like in the house. And then I wondered if my mom would ever have let it happen. I kept wondering, but I was relieved to know that I would never have to find out because my dad did not have plans to ever get a second wife, third or fourth, as it is prevalent in some cultures or religions. But that day, I remained intrigued. In our previous episode, 
Jacob left his father's home and was on his way to Padamoram, where he had an encounter with God in the desert. In a dream, God confirmed that the very covenant he made with Abraham and Isaac was being made with him as well. Jacob accepted the covenant and dedicated the very place where he had that dream and called the place Bethel, meaning house of God. We learn that Jacob is a man of faith who is sensitive to spiritual things and who is compliant in accepting advice. Today, our eyes will be turned again on the people who are painting Jacob's story. They will not be per se a foundational passage, but I encourage you to read Genesis chapter 29 through 31 to get details of the events that take place in his life. Meanwhile, I will give you a good overview of what happened in those tumultuous years while he was in Padanoram. When Jacob arrived in Padanoram, he meets some shepherds who confirm that they are from the area and that they know his maternal uncle Laban very well. And at the same moment, Rachel arrives and he moves the stone that was over a well so that all the sheep can drink. He then takes the liberty to kiss her, introduces himself as a relative, which leads Rachel to run back home and tell her father everything. Overjoyed, Laban goes to Jacob, embraces him, and welcomes him into his home. So Jacob settles there and works. A month later, Laban tells him, as we read in Genesis chapter 29 verse 15, Just because you are a relative of mine, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what your wages should be. Because Jacob is in love with Laban's younger daughter, Rachel, he says that he will serve seven years to get Rachel, and Laban agrees. This was a long time for him to wait to marry the one he loved. During that time, Jacob had to develop great patience and self-control. However, when the seven years were completed, Jacob promptly approached Laban and told him, Give me my wife. My time is completed and I want to make love to her. As we read in Genesis chapter 29 verse 21, Laban held a wedding feast and then we read in verse 23 that Laban brought his older daughter Leah to Jacob and he made love to her. In the morning, Jacob realized that Laban deceived him by bringing Leah instead of Rachel. Jacob confronted Laban and he explains that it is not in their custom to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. Laban encourages him then to finish his bridal week with Leah and then he would give her Rachel to be his wife in return for an additional seven years. And Jacob agrees. As each of the daughters are given in marriage, each are given a servant to attend to them. Leah is given Zilpah and Rachel 
is given Bilha. They are being mentioned here because they will play crucial roles in the family of Jacob. Jacob's relationship with these women started to get a little complicated because his love for Rachel was greater than his love for Leah. So when God saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive while Rachel remained childless. Leah conceived her first child and she named him Reuben. Then she had Simeon and then Judah. It is then that the tension and the jealousy started to rise in Rachel's heart towards her sister to the point that it created an altercation between her and Jacob. She begged Jacob to give her a child and Jacob reminded her that he was not God. Rachel then gave her servant Bilhah as a wife to Jacob for her to build a family through her, and Bilhah conceived a son, and they named him Dan. Then she conceived another son, whom they called Naphtali. When Leah realized that she was no longer conceiving children, she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife, and she too bore children to Jacob. She bore him Gad, and then she bore him another son named Asher. Shortly after, there was a little situation involving mandrakes, in which Rachel agreed to let Leah sleep with Jacob in exchange for mandrakes. As Leah sleeps with Jacob, she then conceives another son, and they name him Issachar. Then she conceives another son named Zebulun. And after all these sons, Leah conceives a daughter whom she names Dinah. Then we read in Genesis chapter 29 verse 22, Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and enabled her to conceive. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. She named him Joseph and said, May the Lord add to me another son. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob approached Laban and expressed that he was ready to return to his homeland. And Laban begged him to stay because he realized, apparently by divination, that he was abundantly blessed because of Jacob. Jacob reminds him that indeed all that he has done for him has prospered, but he would like to do something for his own household. So Laban insists and tells him to choose his wage as long as he stays. So in Genesis chapter 30, verse 31 through 33, we read, Don't give me anything, Jacob replied, but if you will do this one thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through all your flocks today and remove from them 
every speckled and spotted sheep, every dark-colored lamb, and every spotted and speckled goat, they will be my wages, and my honesty will testify for me in the future, whenever you check on the wages you have paid me. Any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted, or any lamb that is not dark-colored, will be considered stolen. Then Laban agreed. Jacob then put three days' distance between his strict, spotted and speckled sheep, lamb and goat, and had his son take care of them, while remaining behind to take care of Laban's flocks. Laban's flocks were of pure coat, and he might have agreed upon the deal, believing that his pure-coated flock would breed only pure white black goats, and very few speckled, spotted, and striped animals. However, during that time, Jacob used a very peculiar methodology to draw the female lamb by placing a branch in the trough in front of the animals so the males would come behind them to mate. Then they started to bear strict, speckled, or spotted ones. And as those were born, he would keep them for himself as per their agreement. And Jacob only placed the strong female in heat and would keep all the weak animals for Laban. It is in that way that Jacob became abundantly prosperous. After some time, Jacob heard that Laban's sons were complaining about his prosperity and they blamed him for having taken everything that belonged to their father. Moreover, he started to notice that Laban's attitude has started to change. It is at that time that God speaks to Jacob, and we read in Genesis chapter 31, verse 3, Then the Lord said to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I will be with you. Then, this is when he sent word to Leah and Rachel, and he explains all the injustice that he has gone through, and how God appeared to him in a dream, calling him to return to his land. The dream is so extraordinary that I will read the specific passage itself, which comes from Genesis chapter 31, verse 10 through 13. In breeding season, I once had a dream in which I looked up and saw that the male goats mating with the flock were strict, speckled, or spotted. The angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, I answered, Here I am. And he said, Look up and see that all the male goats mating with the flock are strict, speckled, or spotted. For I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now, leave this land at once and go back to your native land. Leah and Rachel were in agreement with Jacob and even murmured that they were of no value to their father 
So without informing Laban, Jacob packed up his family and belongings and they ran away, heading for the land of Canaan. For some reason, while Laban was away shearing his sheep, Rachel went and took the opportunity to steal her father's household gods. Three days later, word got to Laban that Jacob had fled and that his entire family had gone with him. So he pursued him, but in a dream, God spoke to him and told him the following, as we read in Genesis chapter 31, verse 24. Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Finally, Laban was able to catch up with them, and as he arrived, he scolded Jacob for not even letting him say goodbye to his daughters and grandchildren. He then acknowledged that although he had the power to harm him, he would not do so because God had warned him in a dream. Then he wondered why he had stolen his gods. And Jacob mentioned that he left without saying goodbye for the fear that his wives would be taken away by force. Then he encouraged him to search for his gods and that whomever had them would not live. He searched and searched, but did not find anything. Rachel was sitting on them on her, on her camel and explained that she could not stand to greet her father because she was on her cycle. And so Laban found nothing. And here is how Jacob responded in verse 38 through 42 of Genesis chapter 31. I have been with you for 20 years now. Your sheep and goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten rams from your flocks. I did not bring your animals torn by wild beasts. I bore the loss myself, and you demanded payment from me for whatever was stolen by day or night. This was my situation. The heat consumed me in the daytime and the cold at night, and sleep fled from my eyes. It was like this for twenty years. I was in your household. I worked for you fourteen years for your two daughters and six years for your flocks, and you changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been with me, you would surely have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen my hardship and the toil of my hands, and last night he rebuked you. Laban, this time, does not even respond to his complaint, but brings back the discussion on a much more sentimental level and starts to speak about his daughters and grandchildren, and he requests to enter into a covenant with Jacob. They then gather a heap and set it as a pillar. And Laban says, as we read in Genesis chapter 31, verses 48 through 50, This heap is a witness between you and me today. May the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are away from each other. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take any wives besides my daughters, even though no one is with us, remember, 
that God is a witness between you and me. Then he added, as we read in verses 51 through 53, Here is this heap, and here is this pillar I have set up between you and me. This heap is a witness, and this pillar is a witness, that I will not go past this heap to your side to harm you, and that you will not go past this heap and pillar to my side to harm me. May the God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. Then they sealed their covenant by offering a sacrifice and shared a meal by inviting his relatives to the meal. They remained for the night, but early the next morning, Laban kissed his grandchildren, daughters, and returned to his home. Friends, take a big breath. This was quite an intense, dramatic saga. Maybe now you might think, you know what, my family is not bad after all. One thing that comes to mind for me is that just as Jacob tricked his brother Esau to take his blessing, in the end, Jacob was tricked by his uncle as well. And as he expressed, he suffered for 20 years. But yet, God blessed him. Because, as he revealed in the dream, the strict, spotted, and speckled animals were animals that were born by God's design. In spite of Jacob's methodology, it was God who brought about the outcome of all those animals by which he was blessed. And so God's covenant was at work. Wherever Jacob is, he will be blessed because of the Abrahamic covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob now has a family of 11 sons and a daughter. And I don't want to spoil things, but later on he's going to have another son. So he will have 12 sons total. So Jacob has received God's instruction to go to Canaan and that he will be with him. And he is obeying God. If you think that this was full of drama, hold on to your seat because there is more drama involving his family that is to come. Until then, let me close us out in prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, what a wonderful thing it is to be able to read your word. A combination of stories of people who lived before you. Not everything in the Bible is prescriptive, but descriptive, and they give us a panorama of how people lived, and most important, how they related to you and how they walked before you. And as we read the scriptures, we learn 
how to live and how not to live. Lord, it helps us to even grow into a closer relationship with you. Thank you that everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Because God, all scriptures is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that we, your servants, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I pray right now for the listeners that they would continue to be hungry and thirsty to know more of you and that they would dive into the word with great excitement to learn more about you and from you. This I ask and pray in the mighty name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Mighty warriors, don't go away. I have a few words to share. I just want to say I'm glad you could join us. Thank you for listening. And remember, this is a place for you to continue to be inspired and encouraged to experience a deeper intimacy with God and to be transformed by His Word in your everyday life. So keep your Bible open. Read it. Meditate on it. Memorize it. This is where it all starts. All right, mighty warriors. Talk to you soon. Au revoir.